You know, I'm accepting you. There you go. What's good, my brother? How's my Wi-Fi right now? Is it okay? Your wife? I don't know how she's doing. My wife. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> they say your wife. I was like, bro, that's a crazy joke to crack right away. I have no idea how your wife's doing. Your Wi-Fi is great right now. Right. Thank you. So, no, my wife actually uh, uh, hit the hay early tonight. She was feeling a little under the weather. So I was just watching movies, drinking some wine, and, you know, the rest is history. You'll be very proud of me, too, Nino. You want to know why? Why would I be proud of you, man? Christmas, I got three books. What? Okay. So you ready? Yeah. Yep. The, the day after Roswell. Right? Beautiful. Fingerprints of the Gods by Graham Hancock. Okay, that's beautiful. You're into archaeology now or something? And you'll love this. The Life and Times of Nikola Tesla. Okay, there we go. Now, here's the catch. How long is it going to take you to read all three books? After football season, I'll be good. But, like, I watch football Monday, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. So now that it's, like, coming to an end, I think, like, I, I, I read Operation Paperclip in, like, two weeks. So that wasn't bad. This guy just says, did you get mind comes? That's hilarious. Yo, did you? Uh, <laughs> did you? That's, that's Eric. That's our boy Eric. Oh, okay. Eric's hilarious. Did you, um? when was the last book that you read that wasn't Little Mermaid or, like, some sports biography? Like, what was the last book you read that wasn't on, like, fucking, you know, 80 cinema? Hey, Goonies. You read, like, a book about the Goonies. No, no, no. You, you want to hear what I read, which is very, very interesting. I read Sue Klebold's book, The Mother of One of the Columbine Shooters, uh, oh. about her like reaction like it was basically about the day of um it happened and like it was her whole perspective of it it was really sad that's intense really, yeah it was really really good though it was actually a great book it kind of like it kind of fucked you up a little bit you read like every housewife like housewife <laughs> watch they watch all the fucking shit about like school shooters parents and they want to cry you read a book that you just knew damn well you were gonna fucking somehow some way feel the pain of a fucking grieving woman for victims for her son for her own poor motherhood like i don't even know what the book's about but i'm assuming i'm 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 hitting close to the book yeah and i also got into a real world war ii thing so i read like i reread Anne frank's diary then i read the who basically snitched on Anne Frank, and then I read uh, Operation Paperclip. So that was like all in a month. I read that. Operation Paperclip in regards to the scientists, the Nazi scientists yeah. that we made. Oh shit! Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Let's Annie, uh -huh. Yeah. Andy Jacobson. I actually listen. I played a part when we first met. Like, and I do love Harry Potter. Not gonna lie, but I do actually did a lot. I did do a lot of reading. You and told me you don't read. I was someone telling you books. You was like, why do you read so much? And you were getting no mad. What up, Mozzie? Respect to my man, Mozzie. Shout out to my mom. My mom's in here. I want to shout out mommy and Mozzie, even though it rhymes. They're not the same. Uh, but uh, shout out to my mom who's in here. My, my mom came on my Christmas Spectacular, and all she did was make fun of how she dressed me like a cat for Halloween. She embarrassed me. I was in here. I was. Don't you remember? Yeah, no, I remember you. But I was very drunk that night, and my Wi-Fi stuff. Yo, your, your moms came in while we were destroying your fucking Christmas list, just like obliterating you for having no culture, for borderline being racist. Like, we were saying the worst things about you, and your mom was in here. And I remember Flex texting me like, 
dude, his mom's is in here. You might want to chill or something. And your mom's just playing along. And then we were like, yo, your mom's probably babied you. She did this. And your mom started telling us all the stories of when she would cook for you and your friends and set this up and you guys are the house for this and that. I said, yo, his mom's is the shit. She's joining in on us, hanging up on That's where I get my personality. You know, the, the, the I don't care factor. It is what it is. You, you know, you live one life, right? And and you got to just anticipate. Hold on. Okay, we're good. All right, Nina, you, before you got on here, you were saying you were yelling at 20 people. Why are you so upset? Oh, no, Eric. That's not good. Eric just updated that he has a, you know, I don't want to say it, but that sucks, Eric. Feel better, buddy. Well, Eric, stop hanging around with the gays. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm just playing. I don't think that's how you get it. But this is uh, a movie hope, Philadelphia. Like, what are we doing here, Neil? I hope you get better, Eric. You know what I mean? And uh, keep your asshole tight. Um, so I was yelling at 20 people. It was in a spaces, and it was about uh, it was about some random. Sh I don't know. I like I like yelling at people. What do you want me to do? Well, why are you like that? What happened to you? Is it because you moved out to the West Coast and you changed? Not all of us. No, I yell more in Brooklyn. This here it makes you relax and calm down. No, well, that's fair. So what? Hey, that thing though. Before we touch on things, I want to ask you. Um, that thing I texted you about with my friend is that a go? Yeah, yeah. We working on that? I, I sent him a text and I'm waiting for him to respond like back with like a, a real idea. So I got you. Thank yeah. you, man. Appreciate that. Might actually do good for somebody. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, for sure, hey, man. Shout out to Dirtbag Dan. This is his uh. His website, the All Dogs Deserve Love. Yeah, that's the um, shelter he runs, I believe. I bought it on his site. Yeah. So, um, all right, Nina, what are you working on lately? I haven't talked to you. You texted me in August and goes, yo, let's do a live soon. And I text you like five weekends in a row. Okay, is the night work? No response. Then you randomly text me and Brian, hey, just checking up on you guys. And then I told you how Brian might move to Iowa. No response. And then you come on my IG live and bash me. It was like you took a four month hiatus. Which time? It was like, oh, I bash you. What, what was I bashing you? You said, what, my what list, you said my list stinks and it broke Instagram protocol. That's why I got kicked off. Even though my list was very good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I hate your list. Yeah. I hate all your lists. I'm a big yeah. list guy. I'm Bro, a big has a, listen, anybody who has a Christmas song list and Donny Hathaway's a crack in the top five, we not friends. I can't fuck with you. I had to take a hiatus because you ain't put Donny Hathaway on the top five of a Christmas song list. And that hurt my feelings, listen, bro. And you know what I mean? You've known me four years for the most part. Do you think I'd have Donny Hathaway on my top five list, though? No, but that's a, that's that that still hurts me that you still haven't picked up all the culture with all the shit that we know. Like I, I helped you with your algorithms. Right. I helped you uh, essentially, essentially like with your with your how do you call it content mannerisms of how you handle how you watch. Like I had I had an effect on you, so I would have thought that you would have had some soul. You know what I mean? Not sitting there thinking you know that fucking Taylor. Oh, who is it that you uh put one of these uh, what insert whatever white woman that lived in a van for six months and you are putting her on your fucking top five list you yeah. know what i mean you know what i had darlene love shania twain, that's what it is shania twain you're she's on every top five list you ever have shania twain is not um i don't like country christmas music oh. that's why yeah i'm not a fan of it that's why as much as i like taylor swift i don't fuck with her christmas music i just don't think it's good that's okay. just with all due respect 
back. But like the reason I will say Donnie Hathaway, one of the things I hate the most is when white bands remake Donnie Hathaway's song like train and them because you're all right there has to be some sort of soul involved and and it turns out that these radio stations are playing the remakes more than donny hathaway so that does bother me that does bother me listen i don't even like when white rock bands remake blues records mm. the only person that, that that got away with that with me was kurt cobain when he did uh he did a famous lead belly record called uh where did you sleep last night and i think mm. lead belly called it in the pines a lot of people thought kurt cobain wrote it for courtney love because it sounded like it was to her because remember he always thought she was kind of unfaithful or whatever i don't know how big of a nirvana fan you are but yeah, he, no no i i do like nirvana yeah a lot of people thought kurt cobain wrote that for courtney love because it was like he, he you know it sounded like she broke his heart or whatever and she was going around cheating on him but it was a lead belly record and Ooh. that's the club that where did you sleep last night Nirvana unplugged Kurt Cobain performing that in a, on an uh, on an um he did like an acoustic version of it. That's probably the closest thing I've ever heard of, of somebody like that do like a soulful blues record and not fuck it up because he kind of added his own twist and still kind of like kept a lot of the true elements. It's a tough thing to do. So I feel you when these white try to remake soul. It's crazy. Well, just don't do it. Like that's that's the <laughs> point. <laughs> it's like what did George Carlin say? He was like. If white people are burning down black churches, then black people ought to burn down the House of Blues. <laughs> that place is fucking disgrace. He goes, what the fuck do white people have to be blue about? Banana Republic ran out of khakis? Hey, Hootie rest, and the Blowfish are breaking up? Hey rest, in peace, hey, rest in peace, George Carlin. I'm with him. I'm not mad at somebody attempting to do a cover. Just honor the, you know, the, the true essence of the cover. But look, to answer your question and be brief, I've been working on Illuminati Reject Three. I'm I'm putting an end to the to the series. This was two. I did one. Uh, several people around the world got tattoos of the album. It inspired big artists. One of the biggest artists in Africa. Shout out to my homegirl TJ, who she probably knows who Nasty C is. Nasty C is one of the biggest artists in Africa, and I have a post um, on my page right now because i kind of like only have like i'm doing that little artsy thing people do where they delete all their posts and they only have like eight or nine posts i'll never do two three i'll always have like six nine twelve or some shit and make it somewhat to where i'm like a regular person but nasty c is one of the biggest artists in africa and if you go to the post that i have with a baby reacting to rhyme of the year it's like one of the first two posts anybody on here after you get off this or if you want to take that you know peek right now um, he's talking about how much Rhyme of the Year influenced him. And then eventually I got word that Illuminati Reject influenced him. So this is a project that sort of went beyond anything I knew it was doing. Like, I have a big fan base, in, well, not only say big, but I have a fan base in South Africa, and it's beyond anything I could even imagine. In the Middle East, in certain parts of the Balkans, people really rock with Illuminati Reject in Latin America. And, um, you know, I did a second one to kind of like, all these people had tattoos of the album and yada, 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 and did all this extra shit. And now I'm doing the third one, finalizing it, and I'm celebrating it for the fans, bro. I'm like, I got artists on there. We could talk about it. I'll spill some beans here that I haven't told anyone. And I got features on it. I'm working with big producers on it, and I'm doing a bunch of stuff. So I've locked in working on that album. I'm also working on other stuff as well. I have about 150, 200 songs that I've been piling up on in the last two years. And, you know, I'm just about to go on a run this year, and I kind of just locking into that doing my reading um doing some writing and i'm um, also working with king of the dots so we could get into whatever you want to get into i will like
like to say full disclosure i'm not on alum illuminati reject no full disclosure no, so if anyone was wondering yeah i didn't get the phone call so it's fine it's not but, that i don't you know but you got to know you you got to know how weird this is for me because well, yeah. i didn't want to do the, the third one i didn't want to rap about politics but then the world shut down everybody started getting more in, into like the geopolitical things that was happening now everybody's documenting everything with their phone right. so records like mine altering on youtube had like twenty thousand views thirty thousand views it was it had over half a million on facebook um this is all documented but on youtube it only had like twenty thousand. then all of a sudden one of my friends called me and said do you know mine alterns over fifty thousand now it's over 60,000, 70,000. And there's these Reddit posts, there's these Facebook groups of, yo, this guy did this record about what's happening now years ago. And it was just like, it's one of those things, it's like Nostradamus where people thought I was just like preparing them from a world that just thought that shit already happened. Like the, the thing, when I did mind altering, the world was in that space. This is just a much more sensationalized and much more transparent version of what I was talking about. So, I did Illuminati Reject 3. I had no intention. You know, the last thing I ever thought was my music that I did in a room was influencing rappers like Nasty C and, and, and you know, guys like, you know, fucking artists like Slug yeah. would call me up. Like, when are you doing another one? So I kind of just got drugged to this space and I'm, and I'm proud to be in it. Shout out to my man, Vinny Bells. Uh, my boy Nas, uh, who I played ball with, just joined really quick. He's a big battle rap fan. And I know his favorite rapper, battle rapper, is Sue Surf. How do you feel about the battle rap culture, and where would you rank Sue Surf? Um, yes, uh, the battle rap to me is in a, in a very interesting place. I mean, I'm working in battle rap now, and I, we could get into that a little later, but it's an interesting space because it's not so centralized anymore. Now the talent's going everywhere. You got Remy Ma participating yeah. with Chrome, and you got RB. So... It, it's still this very niche thing. Like you could walk into a mall and, and one out of 10 people know what you're talking about. So either they know everything you're talking about or they don't, they're like, I eight mile. I, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So, and as far as surf is concerned, free surf, you know, he's a, in my opinion, you know, he's, he's, he's a, he's a star and uh, he's, he's helped, he helped elevate the culture in, in, in a different space. You know what I mean? And he went on a run right before he got locked up, which is unfortunate because to me, he was just peaking and finally reaching his prime. So, you know what I mean? It kind of sucks. Our boy Nas is a little younger. He's 23. I try to tell him the best rapper from Jersey uh, is Ransom and Budden, but he's a little too young for that. You know what I mean? Bro, he, so he, they, he probably doesn't know Jim Carrey outside of, a, uh, of uh, outside of the beard and the philosophy memes. You know what yeah, I mean? Right. Like. I was with a I was with a I was with a family member and her friend, okay, my niece and her friend, and they thought Jim Carrey was not the same person in the mask and Ace Ventura. They were like the bearded guy, the memes. I was like, hold up, he's also in great movies that you probably watched. They were like, what movie? And I was like, the mask. They were like, that's not the same guy. I was like, yes, it is. So, hope you know, look, the, the the young cats they they got introduced to things. They have a different entry right. point. Maybe when he's 26, he'll backtrack and find out that I was on the Joe Budden album and I rap better than everybody in Jersey. So, you know what I mean? Give him some time. You know what I mean? He'll figure now, it out. He, he said, he said, surf being locked up is the reason why battle rap is dead now. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I yeah. think. Hey, hey, listen, if you're going to pay attention to everything a 23-year-old says, we'll be here all night scratching our heads. <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all good. You know, when I was 23, I just said shit too. You know what I mean? That's the thing about the internet that people need to understand. 
It's just people who you don't know. You don't know their credentials. You don't know their background. Just saying anything. So it's like, yes, he's too, he says that. It's cool. Like, he can say that. We're but all going to say, say this. As far as the young guy goes, I have broke bread with him. Been to his cookout. Yeah, Nino, I was at a cookout this summer. That's a fact. So he does know what he's talking about. I will say that. He does know, like, the old school. He knows the old heads past day. What bothers me the most, and I saw Matt Flake post about it, if we want to talk battle rap here. What bothers me the most is a lot of the people in, quote, unquote, battle rap media are guys who had been watching since 2014. They have no idea about Ilmath, Thesaurus, uh, Archaic, Erg, Mad Ills, Parables. They don't go back. Uh, they don't even know Fight Club with Jin and Math and Iron, like the old Smack. Wait, hold on, hold on. So I understand. To be fair, yeah. shout out eight. Hey, to be fair, shout out to Parable because he's from Miami. But I know dudes who've been watching Battle Rap since old two who don't know who Parable is. So it's like they're, you know what I'm saying, they're different graphics. I feel what you're saying. Now look, there's two sides yeah. of it. You're talking about the media. I'm gonna try not to be long-winded because I sometimes go back to our old interviews and I'm like, I talk yeah. too much. So I'm gonna try to yeah. do this. True story. When I tell my wife I'm doing an episode with Nino, she goes, "All right, I'll see you in three hours." She knows what time it is. Yeah, she, she knows. I'm James Cameron. Yeah. I don't know how to do anything <laughs> in less than two and a half hours. You know what I mean? That's just who I am. So, um, two sides of it. The media side. I try to be real quick with it. Anybody, the, the battle rap media. You can just anyone with a phone and who can write a headline is media. So we're still in like the if you ever seen the movie uh any wild any uh western when the sheriff goes to a town and then somebody's like that's not the sheriff that's the that's some other guy who robbed the train like last week no one knew because they wasn't like real ID and there was no fucking you know so, uh digital phone credit shit so we're still in the wild west of battle rap media where you if, if you and i if we dedicated our time anybody in who just watched it for two months can start loading up a channel and if they pay somebody to do an interview they're credible so that's a weird space to be in that's that, that's something i you know the media in itself battle rap media i would be careful how about use the word media well that's you know why i put in quotes yeah uh, like quote unquote but like as a fan it bothers me so i could imagine i know Matt flex posted about it on twitter like two days ago yeah. i could understand being a battle rapper how much more upset i'd be about it like so it, it does suck and even when i talk to these young kids and you know and i, I bring up names and it doesn't bother me because i get it they came in at a different time but it's more like it's more showing the respect of the old heads and that's I know he was your boy and rest in peace, but like that's where Pat Stay actually was able to go from 2007 to now. People still know him. He was one of the few to actually like branch over, you know what I mean? Oh, Into hard. the new. Bro, it's hard to do anything for a long time. Yeah. Anything. And if you're good to be good at something and then essentially like transcend errors and also like leap through different time frames and upgrade, this shit is not fucking easy, especially the art, you know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. art. Arts, always, the, uh, the outside world is always going to have an influence and there's going to be all the, the, the constant vicissitude of trends and what people are paying attention to. There's always going to be a sense of urgency of keeping up and do it. Now you got to do this. 50s high. No, you got to chop and screw. No, you got to rap about cheerleading and now you got to do an animated book video about a pickle or whatever the fuck and, and wear hair like this. Put teeth here and get a stripper on your record. Like, it's always constantly going to give you a sense of urgency of am I what am, is what I'm doing right. And yet the whole time, somebody like Slug of Atmosphere is still good because he's good yeah. at talking. 
going to rap about being a father, rap about what's happening in his life, yada, yada, yada. And that's, that's the beauty of the world where I feel like I'm, I'm over the idea that there's any gate. We talk about this, gatekeepers media, because everybody can curate their own media. You, you could be looking at five people with a YouTube now, Oh, more than you look at what the you know some some fucking chain of conglomerates is talking about um and as as to a point of desi who's in here who's a battle rap fan by the way i've met her twice i met her at stay forever and i met her at uh blackout king of the dot over in canada she wrote battle rap is dead and that's another side of it i feel like things things in a whole like in a in a in a, in a, in a broad sense we're sort of confused by it it's like there's TV shows now, like remember, like what? Did you ever watch Lost? Yes. Yeah, yeah. And like Prison Break and shit, and then you know maybe you Showtime had Dexter, and then HBO had The Wire or whatever the fuck. There wasn't a lot of shows. Now there's like fucking thirty shows being launched every month yeah. you, in different languages. You can't keep up with in all uh, all types of genre. So it's an overload of information. And obviously, it's going to dilute the quality. To me, I don't think battle rap is dead, and I don't think hip-hop is dead. Mm -hmm. I think it's thriving. It's just where you go to... You can now curate your experience. If you're playing the fucking radio, stupid you. If you're playing some big-time playlist, stupid you. You should be doing the same thing you did in high school. Just because you're 30, don't change your mannerisms. Hit people up and go, yo, what's hot? I'm trying to find the new version of what I used to like. I want to find who's doing this and who's doing that. And that's how you discover people like me. And that's how you find out people can still outwrap everybody from their fucking room. You know what I mean? So it's, that's how people... The first interview we ever did, which was going on four years ago now in April, that's which is fucking... Crazy. I know. So, like, I remember we ended up, like, talking. We The episode ended at, like, 2, two in the morning because you're on the West Coast. And we ended up talking till like 5 a.m., me, you, and Brian, just about hip-hop. Like, not even on the record. We were just bullshitting for like three hours. And you even said to me, it might have been on the episode, you were like, then turn the station off. Why are you listening to this stuff? And it actually, like, so now that I have Spotify, I have 500 songs on there, but it's only stuff I like. So for people to sit there and say, like, oh, music sucks, well, you're just not directing it to yourself. So, like, my top artist on my iPod, or not iPod, sorry, wow, dated myself there, on Spotify, I'll download people like Fab, M, Ilmac, Benefit, my my top five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't have, no offense to, like, anyone who likes them, I don't have a Drake song on my Spotify. It's not my cup of tea. So I won't sit there and complain about it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I, yeah. But bro, the radio and television was narrow and we could get over the combo. You could, we could go whatever you want after this, unless you want to build, but radio and TV was narrow. It was just basically like a one network. I mean, BT and MTV was both owned by Viacom and Bill Clinton passed. I think I told you this last time he passed something in the, in the late nineties and not just Bill Clinton, but they passed something called the telecommunications act in the late 90s and what that did was that changed radio from what it was from the 80s early 90s mid 90s to the late 90s it meant that the owner of the radio station no longer knew the building and paid the workers it meant that all these radio stations were bought out after the telecommunications act and were owned by a person in wall street who didn't even fucking know anything but just looked at charts graphs and advertising numbers so at that point everything became a little bit more they call it syndicated but really what everything became for lo locality was sort of removed well 
to me, what the internet did is it globalized everything, but you can you can get some sort of local understanding of certain things when you're being specific within a demographic. So you could be slightly more ideographic with certain things that you like. So guess what? If I want to hear a rapper who only talks about Shakespeare, I could try to find that guy. You know what I mean? If I'm like, I want to hear literary. I want to hear something like what, that's a little bit more literate in a literary sense, more profound or whatever. I want to see somebody stretch their vocabulary. I want to do this. Then you can find that. Now, if your girlfriend or somebody you know is like, I don't want to hear on that. I want to hear something to just pass time. I want to hear something. I want to hear relationship stuff. My heart's broken. I need attention. Well, guess what? There's a lot of that shit for you too. You know what I mean? So I feel like we're in a good time with music and people could just find what it is that, that fits them and, you know, you know, serves their own like fucking individual, you know, fills their individual voids. You know what I mean? We're in a great, I told you this last time, we're in a great time. And to me, even in politics, I mean, obviously there's a lot of fuckery, but even now things, stories can. Oh, is this, is this Maga Nino coming out? Nana, I don't know if I. And uh, now, what, what, now, what I'm saying is this. When you have a mainstream conglomerate mm -hmm. or some fucking William Randolph Hearst kind of character that's that if you're on his bad side, you're not going to see the other side of this, you know, of what's really going on. If, if you don't if you don't get along with him, good fucking luck. Um, when you have shit like that, it's hard to ever hear the other side. True. And now with the that you have people in certain countries right now. We don't have to get all specific, but you have people in certain spaces right now grabbing their phone and showing the bulldozer, mm -hmm. grabbing their phone and going, look at this person and shake Jarrah. A couple of years ago, somebody was like, look at what these people are doing. And all of a sudden you're telling your story. So guess what? You know what that means? We're media. You have a yeah. phone where the half of the footage coming out that's of these global events are filmed by a person and most of the media outlets, they try to be ethical and they try to hit. So if you filmed an event, okay, let uh, you remember that guy Orson Welles that did uh, yeah. uh, 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 Citizens Kane? Yeah, I know, I know Orson Welles. Yeah, I think I forgot what it was called. It was like War of the Worlds in the twenties. He did a radio. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know. Everyone thought the world was ending. Yeah, in Jersey. Yeah, in Jersey, right? And every and he got in trouble. The FBI, like whoever, like uh, the FBI, whatever was investigating him, and they were like, "Why did you do this?" Yada yada yada. Well, if you would have went outside and captured that event in New Jersey, you know where you're at now, and co found all these people panicking about a Mars inv uh, invasion from Mars people, whatever Martians, um, they would have hit you up and say, "Hey, Scott, we want to use your footage, right?" They would have been like, "Yada yada yada," and w with your phone. But back then, you couldn't just fucking go out with something that was yours. You oh, you have to buy a fucking camera, do this, do that, pitch this, mail the video, bring it to somebody's house. So we live in a day and age to me that the technology has made it so accessible that it's like, yo, bro, you can get something anywhere you want. We still don't understand that. We still look at these centralized well, spaces. We still look at this. We said, look, you you uh you watch the Oscars? Not anymore, but okay. I did. I'll watch the, I'll like see who won. It'll mm -hmm. be movies I've never even heard of. I'll be like, I don't even know that fucking movie. You know what yeah. I mean? I've, I've seen Taken 4. I didn't see this shit. So it's like, we don't live in a world where the Oscars is going to tell me what I need to watch anymore or the Emmys is going to tell me what shows I need to watch. Sometimes I'll go back and watch a show and then it'll be like, this got, or I'll see some show and it'll be like, this won six Emmys. And I'll be like, never heard of you, pal. Yeah. Like, I don't even fucking show this is so i don't think we live in a world where these gatekeepers essentially should be conditioning us the way we feel like we're sort of like hopeless to you know what i mean
Right. I, I think, though, in music, it's harder because in music, more than TV, it's a double-edged sword in music because at the same time, and I'm not putting myself on a pedestal, but I know I'm not horrible at rap. I'll, I'll throw that out there. I know I'm not bad. There's worse people bad, right? Like, But there's no gatekeeper to stop anybody from making music, but at the same time, it's good because there's no gatekeeper to stop someone like a Russ who did it independently you know what I mean? To do it himself. So it is a double-edged sword of music more than anything, I think. But at the same time, now, everyone has everyone has a fan of someone. What? It's everyone's cup of tea, right? And how you enter a space, and it depends on what you're doing, how you introducing your content. I don't necessarily... If somebody, to me, a rapper, to me, if I wasn't what I'm doing right now, I wouldn't be recording music and hoping people listen to it. How the fuck am I going to... Because I come from a time where... For somebody to hear my shit, I had to give them a CD and hope they go home and play it. Yeah. You still kind of got to live with that mindset yeah. because some still got to go to Spotify, click on your shit, and give it a form of currency that every tech company uh, monopolize, uh, uh, sorry, they monetize off this. They monetize off our attention, right? So, like, you're asking somebody to give you two to three minutes of your time. Why? How? So to me, if you are up and coming rapper and you dope with the and, and you got bars, you're good with your vocabulary, you got punches, you got great, great flows, you got great cadences, you should be showing that and you should be doing you should be showing it in a sense of output, in a sense of quality, and you should just put your phone on like RJ Payne did. You should put your phone in the car and rap every fucking day and show people how good you are. And to me, uh, 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 join every little fucking contest you can of people because to, somebody told me there's no opportunities for rappers. I'm like, no, there's no opportunities that good rappers know how to take. There's a huge difference. And when I came out, I was doing every little open mic contest in New York City. You couldn't go anywhere without seeing me. And guess what? I had rounds for days. I do three of them a night. So eventually, that's what led to me standing out a little bit amongst my peers. Because dudes was like, well, I can't do everything he's doing. And then eventually that led to some, yo, bro, a lot of people don't know this. I won a contest at like 17 years old. And through that contest, it was like a songwriting, blah, 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 blah. I ended up writing for an artist. That's how they got me to get to get into that space. Through that, I ended up getting in that space and, and, and writing for a multitude of artists. And I learned the game from that. And that's kind of my entry point. So to me, it's the, the rappers think that their, their value is only in being dope. And it's like, no, homie, you got to learn how to present the that how dope you are and you got to be relentless at how you present it you got to be on it you got to let people know you got to believe in it you got to be like yo my album's still out blah 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 you got to be able to promote it and a lot of people i see and i say i'm not speaking on you but if this applies the shoe fits that's on you but i know a lot of rapper homies who are dope but they don't they don't i don't even see them believing in their content they're like well i don't want to or upset my followers and I don't want to promote my music to them and this well you ain't dope then because if you don't think you're the best without listen when I did a uh, rhyme of the year ain't no ain't no way I could retweet that enough every rapper I would that was every fan that's in here of mine or whatever that when it retweeted it I was like yup that's what I'm doing. And it, I didn't have Instagram, but I was on it on Twitter. I was on it on Facebook. I was on it on the blogs. I did every interview I could do. And I was like, hey, we in the age with all the control shit, pay attention to Rhyme of the Year. It's a six minute fucking rap. And I feel like I did it better than all of them. So um, it's not to say that 
that's that that's all it takes but you have to believe in your product and you have to believe in your ability enough to get it out there and then give it the attention because if not how are people gonna know it's special you can't just put something on a shelf and go uh hopefully somebody will look there no you gotta take it from the shelf and go yo look i want a spelling bee in sixth fucking grade you know what I mean? look at my fucking plaque they're not gonna stare at the plaque unless you show them so all your greatest gifts all your ability look my man in here said i remember i was on it when rhyme of the year came out before rugged man before jaron benton before lupe fiasco before king los before joe budden before graf none of them retweeted it i was for five straight days just showing letting all the fans know if you really believe in this get it out the way i believe in it and it, it wasn't until four to five six days later that um joe budden tweeted it joe budden was getting heckled by fans and at the time he didn't he i don't know if he just started what year, what year is this i dropped rhyme again 2013. okay so he was just after the second slaughterhouse album yeah and he was doing some like casual media i love hip you know but still like at the time he could post some stuff you know what i mean and and, and since i was on his project and i rock with him and he would shout me out um a lot of fans was like yo none of the rappers are talking about rhyme of the year so what did i do i would go on lives on there was something called blog tv i think it was called and i would go on lives and i'm like go and tell these rappers what i'm doing that's how Ari the rugged man found out about it that's how jaron benton found out about it so to me I, it, it was harder back then to me it was yeah. harder because i couldn't just go do this right here on the instagram live like i had to tell people go from twitter click on this blog tv link sign up your email sign up an account no one's gonna take your money from nigeria or china you're not getting scammed and then hopefully you can log in and i would do these blog tvs and tell fans yo help me get the word out and i wasn't fucking with none of the corporations at the time so i think a lot of rappers they put their hands up and they're like i'm doing raps and i'm doing songs and it's like all right bro that's one part of it what's the next part where are you getting it across to other people and beating in the head? You can't just go to a show where people aren't, that people aren't there that, that, that uh, don't know you're going to be there. You got to do a lot more. You got to believe in your product. So I know two rappers that are mega nice and they barely promote themselves on their own. Oh, well, you don't need to talk to, about me and Brian that way. Okay. Look, <laughs> like, like I said, if the shoe fits. <laughs> All right, it is what it is. No, but for real, who's on your so who's on your upcoming out? Nino, I think a lot of people in this would run through a wall for you. That was like a coach speech, you know. That was like fucking uh the guy from Rudy just giving the speech before for like no one comes in our house and pushes us around type shit. So that was very inspirational. The gladiator when uh Maximus he goes on the horse. Yeah, and he goes uh, gentlemen, on my command. Yeah, Un unleash. Unleash hell. <laughs> One of the best scenes in a movie when Joaquin Phoenix is like, how dare you turn your back on me? And he rips the mask off and turns. My name is Maximus Desmond. That actually, that that gets you yeah, every fun. Maximus Desmond, uh, Meridius, oh. father, of the, father of a murdered son. Husband uh, to a murdered wife. To a murdered wife. Commander of a uh, loyal servant to the true emperor Marcus Aurelius. I will have, have my vengeance on this day or the next. Amazing, it was an amazing scene. All right, Nino, we got about 10 minutes here before my bottle of wine kicks in and I just pass the fuck out. So, new project, who's on it? Release some names. Is this, wait, is this exclusive information you're giving me right now with my duck hunt sweater on? You like that? 
Well, look, man, only because you're wearing a duck hunt sweater. I'll give you some exclusive information. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got a track. I got, I got on the album, production-wise, I got a guy named Saram Sounds who produced for Eminem. He produced Raw for Eminem and Royce. He produced the, the Slaughterhouse Southport record. I met him. He just became a fan. Never charged me for a beat. So if he watches this, excuse me, shout-outs to Saram Sounds. Heard me. We reached out to me. Got on the project, and he's on a bunch of records. I got my man Zilla on there. I got my man Quincy Tones, who produced J Electronica's Ghost of Chris Wallace. He did some production on the album. Uh, I got uh, my man Nemesis, who's produced on a bunch of my projects. And then I got my man Mackam Def, who's a new producer I'm working with. He's part of an uh, electro-funk group called Church in, uh, in Vancouver. But he makes a lot of hip-hop shit. He produced with a young Mercules. He produced for Snack the Ripper. He produced for guys like that. So he's been giving me some hip-hop shit, and I got that as producers. As far as rappers, I got 360 on the album. I got Mickey, I got Mickey Fax on the album. I got Graf on the album. I got Fashion on the album. I got this battle rapper, you might have heard of him, named Real Sick from Jersey. Jersey. Uh, he never heard of yeah. him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Jersey! Of course, Real Jersey. Yeah, he lives like, 15 minutes from me, I think. Jersey! So I got the boy real sick on there, and then I got Slug of Atmosphere, I got uh, Raskaz on there, and I got my brother Cambadas on the album. So I, I have not told anybody. My fans have been wanting me to work with Cambada since since 2016 because the first records anybody heard from Cam on a on a bigger scale was with me. We did a record called The Watchman with Styles P and Crooked Eye, and that was the first time Cam really like. You know what I mean? Like, got let people know who he was. So Cambada and I, he's, he's the only rapper to rap on Illuminati Reject. Illuminati Reject 1, I had no rap features, only Cambada. And um, we came up together, and then, I, and then we were working. We were part of something called Third Floor. So, you know, I got him now on Illuminati Reject 3, and I'm proud of that. I got him on, put him on a record with Slug and, and Raskaz, which lets you know how highly I think of him. And him and I are working on some other stuff, too, that, that's going to follow up Illuminati Reject 3. All right. All right. And, um... Really quick, uh, who, who, um, who did you reach out to? Who didn't reach back that you could give an F you to? Anybody? No. no. Mm, man. Okay. I'm a lucky. I'm a lucky guy, man. Like I'm a, I'm a real lucky no guy. No Bollock on the album. Bollock's my man. I can. You know what's funny about rap? I feel like I don't take advantage of the people, and I need to start doing this in a way. I don't take advantage of the people I know would say yes. Yeah, it's true. It makes sense, though. You're kind of like, that's why I never asked you for a feature, because, you know, we're friends. and it's Well, like, that's why I asked for a feature. But, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, yeah, nah, I didn't, uh, I, yeah, I got friends on the album. Slug's a friend of mine. Raskaz is a friend of mine. Cambada's a friend. Of, like, these guys, Graf is one of my closest friends in hip-hop. Right. Fashion's on the album. One of my closest friends so I, a lot of friends on the project but um yeah you you know I, i'm not a feature guy yeah. either like i did the house i did phone a clip i did this i did that i got a lot of feature records you know what i mean for me these records just had to be something that i felt like i heard the person's voice on it you know what i mean oh i will say this you said to give a big fuck you to fuck you to apathy because <laughs> nah, nah. in a yeah. bad way that's my brother i love apathy to death him and I, him and I got a record on a project he's doing with Vanderslice. He's doing all this shit over GI Joe samples, which you would love. It's huh. fucking dope. Yeah, I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, but you said you wanted exclusive oh. info. You drank wine. Sorry, app. 
I, I've been a fan since your Immortals song. You're like, oh, whenever the hell you dropped it. So it's 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 justified. Yeah. So, so Apathy did a uh, got a joint with Vanderslice over all GI Joe shit, and me and Real Sick on on a record for for him. I actually got Real Sick on the record because I thought Sick would kill it, and um. By the way, can you take some questions from people in here? Because I dragged a bunch of people from Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, someone's saying uh, we need you and Locke to connect. Is that Locksmith? Oh. Didn't you do a song Locksmith, though? With Bollock, but not like a one-on-one -on -one record. Right. And then, uh, are you... Oh, someone said your ceiling fan is working overtime. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, let me scroll up, man. We'll take some questions, but... Uh, Apathy, real quick, I did a verse for him, and then I just thought, Apathy's going to do something for me because that's my man, and I did something for him. I sent him uh, the beat that I got Slug and Rascaz on, and he was like, I fucking hate this beat. <laughs> and he didn't have to do it, so. Someone said, uh, can you freestyle? Uh, uh, but, yeah, bro, like, like, if you want me to freestyle, just pay for me like a $1,000, and we'll think about you it. Know, you know what? I mean? I don't. I'm not even doing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that for free anymore, right? Do you even freestyle anyway? Is that even a thing? Do you even freestyle? Oh, that's my man from Long Beach. Oh, that that's a that's a homeboy on that I met on Clubhouse. Remember Clubhouse? I dragged yeah. you on there a couple of times. Yeah, like two seconds. That thing went away quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That shit. Spaces killed that shit. Yeah. So and someone said, "Love you, Nino." That wasn't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Leo, Leo it, and Big. Yeah. Before we. If any of them got any questions, I go back because you know usually this gets four people. You know, I got six more people in here. You know what I mean? Yeah. All right. You know what? I do okay. I don't do that. Well. I'm a I'm a good personality for this, Nino. You even say it, uh, it, it off the record. I'm chaos and chaos. Works. No, I don't know what I'm doing and no, it works. No, listen. Let me tell you something. I was I was uh, somebody just asked a question and I answer it. What's the release date of the album? It's coming out in March. Another guy said, is there any songs over six minutes on the album? Uh, the, on the bonus record, oh yeah, there is one on the album, maybe even two on the album. And then on the deluxe version, because I'm putting five more records, there's another. So there's three records over six minutes. So just some, something you know, I'm the self-proclaimed six-minute king. Oh, I do God. Sounds good. You're like, you release every song like it's Hey Jude. I'm sure everyone loves it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you yep. shout out Frank on the album someone said oh I, oh shout out to Fredo. i know who that is yeah i'll shout him out i got him um but look I, i'm gonna tell you something i was talking to one of my mans the other day and he was like you know it, a lot of people are really good personalities online and if they have professional equipment and they have the right cosign and they have the right this they could get a bunch of shit over and i was bringing you up because i was like yo low-key I, I feel like this i feel like this you know there there are people like that and if it wasn't for the true exact platform, I wouldn't see the some of the shit y'all do. Because I low-key think that you get a produced version, like if you guys had like a fucking whatever Tim Dillon has with like some mm -hmm. some other people there, you never know what could happen, man. You guys you guys got something going. And y'all got good chemistry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're very well versed and uh me, Brian, Eric, and I think Ellie adds a nice thing too with her involved. Bro, listen, this whole time when i was gone for three months i went back on the phone this is like my internal uh bullshit that i, I shouldn't even be telling you but i went back on the phone to log in because i saw the christmas shit and i said i said ellie ellie's over these dudes she's not working with them no more let me go in there i said ain't no way ellie's gonna be in there i'm gonna go in there ask where ellie's at and they'll be like oh you know ellie doesn't do this i went in there and it was love as usual and i was like 
How the fuck is Ellie putting up with these fucking assholes? How the fuck has she still dealt with y'all for two plus years at this point? Since say, bro, after that first Christmas list, I would you would have been on my block list, bro. I don't know how the fuck you would I would have big cage you the fuck out of there. I'd be like, yo, you gotta go, bro. I think it were I think we just like pissing each other off at this point. I don't know. It is what it, it is. is. Yo, Nina, though, I'm gonna head out though. It's uh ten forty here on the East Coast. I had to wake up early and get my dog insulin because he has diabetes. Poor little guy. So I got to get up every morning. Your dog gets better, man. Good yeah. seeing you. Hey, man. Nice speaking to you. We'll keep in touch. Look out for Illuminati Reject 3, and we will do a regular episode coming up. Nino, really quick, Super Bowl pick. Go. The New York Jets. Oh, you fucking loser. All right. Well, if the Cowboys lose again, just make sure you console me and text me that you're sad. Okay? Yeah, if the Cowboys lose, I'm going to act like I'm shocked. By the way, RIP Patch Day. Anybody go on stay forever, support my brother. Everybody who came in here that I dragged in here, thank you for coming. Uh, blessings to you, brother. I'll catch you in a bit. Thank you, man.